Amen. I've been wondering how I'm going to do this. I don't do object lessons usually, but I have one for you. And I thought I was going to save it for the end, but I'm actually going to do it right here at the beginning. Uh, Brother Jared, if you wouldn't mind, clear off that little table and then just set it right here in the front. Thank you. It's my helpful assistant. Go in uh, John chapter 14, verse 10. Thank you, brother, just right there. John 14, verse 10. Jesus is speaking here. He says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. That means I don't just try to think of things to say and then say them. I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Jesus is talking to a crowd of people that have been watching him do works. Say they're, they're listening to his teaching. They're hearing his parables. They are experiencing all of these things that Jesus does. And then he turns to them and says, this is not me doing it. I, I, I don't want you to just follow after me to hear a great message. I don't want you to just come into, you know, the crowd and go home and say, well, we heard Jesus and he's a great minister. No, the father. Everybody say the father. The Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. John chapter 7, verse 37. You're already in the book of John. We're going back a few chapters. John 7, 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me, and drink. Now, if you just drink a whole bottle of Gatorade, you're probably not very thirsty. But if you hadn't had anything in a while, you might get thirsty. Jesus is saying, if you haven't had anything and you've got an emptiness inside of you, that is your thirst, come unto me and drink. If you're full, if you're not thirsty, you're not going to be a part of this. But if you are thirsty, come unto me and drink. Verse 38. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He said this right after he said, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. And then... Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You're, you're thirsty, you're going to drink, and then you're going to get these rivers of living water, and they're going to flow out of you. Verse 39, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So he's saying, you will receive, meaning in the future. It's not today. Don't come to me. I don't got any money to give you today. But I will give you in the future 
He's talking about the Holy Ghost. He's talking about the Spirit. And that Spirit of God should be flowing out of my belly, out of my inner person, rivers of living water. What's the correlation between these two verses? John 14, I can't do anything. It's the Father that does the work. I don't speak the things that I want to say. It's the Father that dwelleth in me. And in here, the Holy Ghost dwelling in me shall flow out of me. Rivers of living water. Now, in the scripture... Water is often represented by the Spirit of God. If you don't do science class, I apologize. But this is the way I see this happening. I am a vessel. I am a cup. I am empty. I need the Spirit of God. If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me. If he's empty, if he's got nothing in him but longing for something in him, let him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me is going to have something flow. The Spirit of God. David said, my cup runneth over. He anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I, I used to think that it was the will of God to just fill every person with the Holy Ghost. I believe that's part of it. And it's not like this. This was me when I was about six years old. I got seven years old. I got the Holy Ghost for the first time. And I got maybe the equivalent of about that much Holy Ghost. Now, I was full of the Holy Ghost. But I was seven years old, and I had received the Holy Ghost. It wasn't like, well, you only got a little bit, boy, so keep trying, keep seeking, and keep getting more, and keep getting more. No, I received what I needed at that time, the Holy Ghost. Speaking in other tongues was the evidence. If you can imagine me take off 30 years, I was seven years old. Received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I was baptized in the name of Jesus at six years old. So I was an old veteran by then. Then at about 12, I think it was 12 years old, 11, 12, I went to a junior camp. And it was a week. I remember it as the week of doing nothing but speaking in tongues. Why? Because the Lord had this, evangel this children's evangelist minister there, and she would speak to these hungry children about the love of God, about the Spirit of God, and then we'd have an altar service, and I don't know, when it was probably 30 minutes, but when you're 12, it felt like six hours. And, and we, I mean, kids all around me, speaking in tongues, getting the Holy Ghost for the first time, or getting renewed, and this is what I felt happening to me. 12 years old, getting up to about there. Oh, that's awesome. Imagine going home from camp with that much Holy Ghost. That was me. Wow, thank the Lord for that. That's awesome. And then, I don't know, 
get into the teenage years, try to stay full. Some might have spilled out here and there, and then the Lord would put some back in here and there in my teenage years. We don't have to dwell on my teenage years today, thank the Lord. But through time, if you can see this, I would get filled with the Holy Ghost, and then as the Scripture would say, as my cup runneth over, there we go. I got more than I can handle. That's good. But that is not the only will of God and call of God on my life is to get so full that my cup runs over. You get, there, you get to this point and you start walking around proud, start walking around holier than others. If that's your goal, if my goal is to get full and stay full of the Holy Ghost, then I get full and I stay full of the Holy Ghost. What else is there for me to do? Uh, well, don't sin. I already got that. Well, uh, just keep coming to church full of the Holy Ghost. That's great. Awesome. But what happens when the Lord wants to reach to another person through me? That's my neighbor. That's my friend. That's my cousin. That's my coworker. That needs the Holy Ghost. And I go to the Lord and I pray, Lord, I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I get it again. That's awesome. Great. More. I'm running over again. And I, now I can pray, Lord, my friend needs the Holy Ghost. Fill him with the Holy Ghost. Reach him. Use them. Speak to them. Whatever. My coworker, my relative. And this is just me praying, 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 praying. What are they getting? Nothing. What am I getting? More than I can handle. Now, what's, what's the goal? Is it to, to get close and keep praying and try to splash on them? No. Out of my belly should flow rivers of living water. And as Jesus said... It's the Father that dwelleth in me that does the works through me. There's this thing called conduit. This is a piece of conduit. I can see through it. This is me when I am matured in the Holy Ghost. I'm not just this anymore, full of the Holy Ghost. I'm not just trying to receive more. I need more. I need more. I didn't get enough yet. I need more. I need more. I need more. There are people who live in that phase. Lord forbid, weeks, days, weeks, months, years, decades of their life. I just need more. I don't have enough yet. I need more. Lord, I need more. I need more of the Holy Ghost. How come you need more of it? You've been, he's been giving you the Holy Ghost for 20 years. You didn't get enough? Is that what you're saying? You, you're not sure if you got enough? You, your, 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 your gauge? You ever had a car that the gas gauge didn't work? And, oh, you want to talk about driving by faith. How much, or when the light comes on, some of us play that game. How many more miles can I go with the light on? I don't want that to be me and the Holy Ghost. 
I don't want that to be me and my walk with the Lord. God, I don't, I don't think I got enough yet. I'm running on empty, Lord. So every time I go to prayer, every time I go to church, every time I wake up and, and speak to you and, and you're trying to minister, I, I need to make sure I've got enough. I, I need to convince myself that I've got enough Holy Ghost to get through another day of fighting the enemy. No. I've got to reach the point in my walk with the Lord where I know I've got enough. I know that what he did for me was enough. It really, it truly starts with understanding that the blood that he shed for you really covered your sins. If you were baptized in the name of Jesus and your sins were remitted and they're gone, then it shouldn't be a, a question of, well, maybe some more. Maybe, maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. Let me, let me go get a fresh coat of paint of blood of Christ on me because I'm not sure if I got enough. We've got to get beyond that in our walk with the Lord. I'm thankful for it every day, and I want it every day. But I, my faith is not down there dwelling at the bottom like, oh, I really hope it worked. I really hope the blood of Jesus really covered my sins yesterday, and I hope it's still going to today. Lord, help us if that's where we live, day in and day out. Because what the Lord is wanting to say is, I've got some folks over here I need to get my spirit into. I need to get my word into. I'm happy to, I'm happy to give you 50 years of affirmation if that's what it takes for you, but that's not reaching the next person. I would rather you become something that I can flow through. I would rather you be a piece of conduit, hollowed out, nothing there stopping and restricting the flow of me so that wherever you go and whoever you're talking to, we see this. What is that? That's the Spirit of God flowing through me to somebody else. I need to reach that point in my walk with the Lord. Now, I, I, I don't have all the proper utensils and setup for this, but what really this should look like is my cup full, staying full, and running over, down into this, and getting on other people. I don't want to only be the pass-through, like I don't want to only be the full cup. This, Paul, when he was talking about... Uh, when he was talking about the resurrection of the dead, he said, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. When the Lord was showing me this, I felt that same thing. I show you a mystery. You need to be empty and full at the same time. You've got to be empty 
so that nothing is restricting the flow through you. If you're full and you just want more and more and more and more, there's no flow there. And trust me, you can reach the point where the Spirit of God is flowing through you and reaching and ministering and and speaking to others, but it's not hitting you. It's not filling you. You're just a pass-through. Luke chapter 12, verse 1. I didn't even know that these two were related. The Lord was speaking to me, I thought, on two totally different levels before church. But he says, Luke 12, verse 1, Jesus speaking, In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, that means there's such a big crowd, they're stomping on each other. He began to say, Jesus began to say to his disciples, first of all, Beware ye, the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. He's talking to his disciples and saying, Don't become like the Pharisees. Did you know this? Jesus could sum up. Everything that's wrong with a Pharisee in one word. Hypocrisy. And the fact that he says the leaven of them, the the yeast of them, is just a little bit of who they are and how they act. If it gets in you, it's going to ruin your life. And if it gets a little bit in a crowd, it's going to ruin the whole crowd. That's how yeast works. You add it and it rises. But he says it's hypocrisy. That means they say one thing and do something else. They act this way around certain, and then they act this way around not the certain, whether it's a different group or alone. They act this way. Beware of that. That is what has ruined them. Many other places Jesus talks about the Pharisees and they love to stand in the synagogues and they love to be heard for their much speaking. But when they go away from there, they're not the guy that was speaking in the crowd. It's an act. It's a put on. That's the danger of just being an empty conduit that the Lord flows through and I can go home and say, oh, wow, the Lord really used me today to flow through me today. He must be all right with all the other stuff I'm doing. No. That's hypocrisy. I've got to stay, I've got to get full of the Holy Ghost. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. And then let it flow out of me to reach others. 
There's a few instances where in Scripture, and I won't take the time to read through them all today, but where we see, we know this was a person the Lord used as a conduit. The first one that comes to my mind is Jonah. The Lord tells Jonah, boy, you're full of the Holy Ghost. Well, in his old day, he was right. He was on the right side. And he said, since you're on the right side, why don't you go and let my spirit flow through you? Let my word flow through you to the city of Nineveh. It says, cry against the city of Nineveh that they could repent and get right with me. I wa- you're, Jonah, you're sitting there. You're a full cup, but I want you to become conduit so that my spirit can flow through you. And what does the full cup do? <laughs> what would a full cup do if you put it in water? <laughs> Sink. He runs. He hides. He says, no, I'm not interested in being conduit. I'm not interested in the spirit of God working through me. I'd rather just be full myself. I'm here. I'm happy. Leave me alone. I don't want that to be my attitude towards the Lord. You made me happy. Now leave me alone. No. So he goes, you know, the story of Jonah, he gets on the boat and the Lord says, Somewhere on this boat, I've got a piece of conduit that's acting like a full cup. Let me start to go through this boat. And the Lord and Jonah says, all right, it's me. I know it. I'm not fulfilling the purpose that God has for me. Throw me out of the boat. And he does. And that boy gets in the water. The great fish swallows him up, and somewhere in the belly of that fish, Jonah decides, i got to get empty. I can't just stay a full container, or I'm going to perish in the belly of this fish. So he says, okay, Lord, clear out the vessel. Open up this container so that your spirit can flow through. And you know the story. He does. He jumps out. The, the, well, the, the, the great fish. I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. That was my Sunday school speaking. The whale. The great fish spews him out. And now he's a piece of conduit. He goes into the city of Nineveh. He lets the spirit of God flow through him to others. And a whole city turns to God because he became conduit. The other story, just quickly. Acts chapter 9. It starts with a man named Ananias. Ananias is a certain disciple. That's what it calls him. he's, He's full of the Spirit of God. He's the full vessel. And the Lord says to him, Ananias, I want to flow through you. Brother Timothy, if you can find it, it's about verse 14, I think. Acts 9, 13, 9, 14, somewhere in there. He says, I want to flow through you to to another vessel. 
to another person. And this, this is the, the description. This is the conversation that the, the container has with the Lord. Lord, I know who that guy is. I've heard of him. He has done evil to your saints. There's no way you want to take a nice, fresh container like me, full of the Holy Ghost, and go destroy it by reaching some evil man that just wants to hurt everybody. Next verse. Here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on the name. Verse 15. The Lord said to him, Open up. Become a conduit. Go to him. Why? Because he is a chosen vessel unto me. Right now, he's empty. He's a chosen vessel that I need to work through. But I can't get into him by myself. I need someone to flow through. Ananias, become the, t- the tool that I can flow through. For he's a chosen vessel to me. Uh, now, I'm just going to be totally honest with you. I tried to call this message uh, conduit versus vessels. And then I saw that and I'm like, well, that, but it makes vessel sound bad. No, vessel is not a bad thing. It's who I am. But then, thank the Lord, when you look up this, script, this word vessel, it doesn't just mean a glass or a cup or a plate the actual word is an implement, a tool that you use, not just a container. So Ananias, the Lord tells Ananias, Paul is a chosen implement to me. You know what? He's going to become a conduit that I can flow through. He's chosen to do this, to bear my name before the Gentiles. Oh, so you mean like God, you're gonna you're gonna fill him with the Holy Ghost, and then he's gonna like go in front of everybody so they can look at him? Is that what it means to bear the name? No, no. He's gonna take my name and he's gonna let it flow out of him everywhere that he goes. He will be the conduit. He's not, ju- I, 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 he's not just an example, a visual. He's a chosen implement that I'm going to flow through to others to bear my name before the Gentiles. Brother Jared, if you can clean that up, God bless you. I made it hard for him. The apostles, every single one of them, was a chosen vessel, a chosen implement that God says, I want, I'm going to let you watch him if you want. God bless Brother Jared. He's a conduit. Every single one of the apostles They would go where God told them to go and do what God told them to do. Peter 
and John, they're going to the temple full of the Holy Ghost, and they see an empty vessel. He says, give me alms. Give me something that I can return and have something. And, and, and you know what Peter says? I'm just conduit. I'm not a bankroll, buddy. I can't fund your disability. But I do have something. I'm a piece of conduit that the Lord can flow through. I'm not going to reach in my pocket and give you silver or gold. I'm going to become conduit such as I have. What's in me? The Holy Ghost in me is what I have. And that's what I'm going to give to you. In the name of Jesus, get on up out of here and go. That's what I have to give. That's the Holy Ghost flowing through me to a need. You can stand with me. I'm going to come to a close here. I felt the Lord give me this, what I'm about to say. We don't know anything else about Ananias what he was doing before Saul or what he did after Saul. We only know that little bit that's recorded of him in Acts chapter 9. God was very specific about the call that he had for Ananias. He might have done other great things. I'm sure he did. But that's what we know of him, a specific plan, a specific call. Your calling. Everybody say, my calling. Say it again, my calling. My calling is with a specific purpose. Because God wants us to be a conduit, and he has certain people he wants you to reach. That neighbor, that relative, that coworker, that friend that the Lord might just be burdening you with could be Saul, could be a chosen implement. I heard a story. It's true because I was there for some of it. A young man spent his life in church going to every youth service, every youth event, every prayer, all, everything that he was supposed to do. And the Lord used him to reach another young man, invited him to church, prayed for him, brought him there, witnessed to him. That young man receives the Holy Ghost, gets baptized, gets saved, and within 12 months, that young man that was reached was asked to speak, not like preach a whole message, but asked to speak at a national youth congress in front of tens of thousands of other young people. 
He had been in the kingdom less than 12 months. But, and even to this day, he's still pastoring. The friend that reached to him, that was the conduit for the Holy Ghost to get to, sad to say he's nowhere to be found in the kingdom of God today. I don't know all that went into that. I don't know why. But I can tell you, this pastor would not be a pastor if this friend would not have been a conduit. The people that have been reached, that have been saved through the ministry of that pastor would still be lost if his friend had decided, I'm just, I'm good to be full of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a conduit. I tell you that to say, we have no idea the future in the kingdom of God. When I look at a person, unless the Lord shows us with some supernatural vision, then we have no idea what their plan is, what their calling is. But I do know and I believe the Lord has specific calling for each one of you that are here today. And he can't do what he wants to do through you. He can't do it through me. He can't do it through the person next to you. He can only do it through you. You are the conduit he's chosen to flow through. Now, this is Yakima, and there's a lot of orchards and trees around here, and I've been around enough of them close enough to see there's a process to get a conduit to flowing right. I mean, you don't just stick it in the ground and it's good from here on out. No, every year, sometimes multiple times a year, you got to clean those things out. They get rocks in them. They get dirt in them. They get all kinds of stuff in them. Don't want to make you lose your lunch. But they get full of stuff. And before you know it, they are not able to serve their purpose, which is to allow water to flow through them. And you got to clean them out. They got these big old machines, hook them up. Whole farms are, are blown out and cleaned out so that water can flow through. As a conduit in the kingdom of God, my responsibility is to stay clean. To allow the Spirit of God to flow through me. They put these little grates on them. The little, you see them, the filters. Why? So that rocks don't get in there. So that big chunks of dirt don't get in there. I know what that would do. That would clog up the flow. That's my responsibility in the kingdom of God as a conduit. That's your responsibility as a conduit to say, nope, that's not getting in here. I can't allow that in here and still expect the spirit to flow through. It, it, it ought to be a regular 
occurrence where I am saying no to things for myself, for my family, saying no to it. And the reason, I don't have to say it this way, but the reason is I'm a conduit. I have to remain a conduit. If I let that in, I'm no longer a conduit. I don't want the Lord to have to try to squeeze through and around me and through all the junk and mess in my life. I'm going to clean it out. I'm going to open this altar. I'm going to let you respond to the Lord. I know that he wants, he wants to make us conduit that he can flow through. You got to get full first. You understand? You got to get full first. But after you're full, you need to get empty as fast as you can and stay empty so that the Spirit can flow, so that the Spirit of God can flow. Come on, why don't you find a place to pray? Lord, in your name. Lord, in your name. I want to be full of the Holy Ghost, God. I want to be full of your spirit, God, that it would work through me. God, I want to be full of the Holy Ghost to flow through my life. Jesus, not my own words, not my own plans, not my own thoughts. God, I want it to be your spirit. I want it to be the Father that dwells in me doing this work. I don't want it to be my own words, God. Lord, I can't do anything without you. I need you to flow through me, oh God. I need you to flow through me, Lord Jesus. Fill my cup, Lord, and let it overflow and let it run into the lives of others. God, let there be opening. God, let there be open, open doors of conversation. Let there be open doors of ministry, I pray. Lord, let there be fellowship, spiritual communion that takes place, God. Because I'm full of your spirit, God, and because you are able to work through me, able to flow through me. Come on, if you got things you need to clean out, why don't you do that between you and the Lord? Do that between you and the Lord right now, God. I want to be clean. I want to be open. Lord, for your spirit to flow through without restriction. God, for your spirit to work and minister through without restriction. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I feel it. I know the Lord's illuminated things to you today that could restrict the flow of the Holy Ghost or completely shut it off. I'm encouraging you, deal with that with the Lord's help right now. Deal with that with the Lord's help today. In the name of Jesus, we call that repentance. We call that changing, turning. I encourage you, repent, pray a prayer of repentance before the Lord. God, forgive me of anything that I've allowed in, into my vessel, God, into my life that would cut off the flow of your spirit. God, I want that to be cleaned out. God, I want that to be removed. 
I believe it, God, through faith in your name, through faith in your blood, God, that it is your blood that remits each one of those sins. It is your blood that forgives, God, and pardons each one of those things. I pray it right now, God, not only for myself to be right, Lord, but so that your spirit can flow through me, so that your spirit can reach through me to minister to the needs of others, to share the spirit of God, the word of God with others that are in need. I pray it in Jesus' name. I pray it in Jesus' name. thing I'm going to share. I want you to hear this before we go. If I would have been fully prepared with my visuals today, you've seen this, especially when you got complex piping and conduit, they add valves, right? Usually they're a quarter turn valve or a half turn valve, and that opens and that closes. so that what's flowing through can either go or stop. I see the spiritual relation to that. I'll be honest, it's a trick of the enemy to think that I can put a valve on this and just turn it on and off when I want to. Uh, let's let some Holy Ghost in for a little bit. All right, that's great. Okay, shut it off because that's enough. can't live like that. You can try, but that's 